Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am just going to apologize ahead of time if I sound a little stuffy because guess what? I am. However, the show must go on. And I'm excited to talk to you guys today about this, this little topic in one of my guideposts for this year. Maybe if you've listened to a past episode, you've heard that one of my intentions for this year is to romanticize my life. Now, as a self-proclaimed dreamer, I tend to get caught up in the future. I am dreaming of big, bold, audacious dreams for my life, and it's great. It's a great, great quality. I truly do believe that, but constantly living in the future has a tendency to kind of steal my attention from being present in the moment and sometimes even stealing away my joy. Now, being aware of that pitfall is one of the reasons why I created this guidepost for the year of romanticizing my life. Not the life that I'm creating for myself in the future, which I am working hard to do every single day, but instead romanticizing the life, the one that I'm living right here and now. Let's dive on in, shall we? Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Do you remember back when you were a little kid and it felt like summers lasted forever? Seriously, it really did feel like the endless summer. Like once summertime hit, I'm like, man, was that a whole year? Little did I know it was three months, probably even less than three months. I don't even know how long it lasted, but time just seemed to move by so much slower when we were little kids. But it's not that time actually moved by slower. It is absolutely the same 24 hours in a day. But as we get older, our perception of how that time moves absolutely shifts. And man, is this year a perfect example of it. We're not even a full two months into this year as I'm recording this. And I'm already looking at my calendar thinking, How the heck did my entire year already get booked? I feel like I'm already having to make plans for the next year, for 2024, and I'm not even a full quarter in. How does that happen? What changed? What made endless summers turn into things that go by in the blink of an eye? Why does time go by so much faster as we age? I think the biggest thing is that we forget how to be present in the moment. I mean, think about it. When you're a little kid, you weren't worried about what's happening tomorrow. You aren't even worried about what's happening two hours from now. The only thing that is on your brain at any period of time is what do I feel like doing? What do I feel and how can I express it? How can I play right now and have a really good time? If I'm hungry, I eat. If you want to dance, you dance. If you want to play, you play. If you want to sleep, you sleep. You have no worry about what's happening in the future. It's like you make time slow down by being so, so present but then we get older and we start to have more responsibilities that we have to worry about. That work project due next month, how we're going to pay the bills. When are we going to finally get the mortgage paid off? Planning for our retirement, maybe booking that trip that's months and months away and the list goes on. We forget how to be so present in the moment because we're constantly having to put out fires before they have even showed up in our life. 
And for that reason, time goes by so much faster and we forget, we forget how to live in the moment. For me, this idea of romanticizing my life is a way for me to slow time down, to really tap back into the present moment and remind myself that the life I'm living right now is one that only used to exist in a daydream. Although it's so easy to forget that when my dreams just keep getting bigger and bigger once I've gotten to a new level. It's like I can never find myself fully, fully satisfied. You know, looking back, I can remember so vividly sitting in my little rolly chair at my desk job at my nine to five in Kentucky. And now I'll say that job was fun. I wasn't always stuck behind a desk, but I remember sitting there thinking, man, is this it? Is this it? Is this what, is this what it's going to be forever? And I remember looking online on social media and seeing entrepreneurs that I admired so much on the internet and thinking, how freaking cool would that be? to be your own boss, to create your own schedule, to be able to do different creative projects and follow different passions and interests, to get to work for yourself and get paid to travel all across the country, all across the world. That was my big dream. One day, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. One day, I'm going to get paid to fly somewhere, anywhere, literally anywhere. I just want to get paid to travel. It's easy to forget that that was my dream, even though I'm living it right now. This past year, I was flying back from a retreat. And this was one of the instances where I happened to very luckily get a free first class upgrade. Y'all, if you follow me on social media, everyone's like, how, how do you keep doing this? How do you keep getting these free first class upgrades? But I don't think I have any secrets. Maybe I just fly a lot lately. I'm really am living the dream. But I remember sitting on that flight, drinking my glass of wine in first class snacking on my little snack olives. I was really living my bougiest life right there. And what was so interesting was after being at that retreat, I kept thinking about, oh my gosh, how far behind I was in my business, how I needed to schedule my next launch, how I wish I was booking more events, how I wish I was making more money. And it hit me as I took a sip of wine and I looked outside of the little airplane window at the sunset over the top of the clouds. Oh my gosh, Kaya, how quickly could you forget? How quickly did you forget that what used to be your biggest dream, the biggest dream that you had for yourself, it wasn't even as big as the life you're living right now. You surpassed it. You far surpassed it. And you didn't even stop to smell the roses. You didn't even stop to root yourself in gratitude for even achieving what only existed in a daydream. Because I let my dreams get away from me. I let my big, bold dreams for the future steal away my ability to romanticize the fact that this life I'm currently in is the dream. I'm already there. And it's okay. It is absolutely okay to keep dreaming bigger for the future, but I'm continuously reminded that the future isn't even guaranteed. And it's not worth it for me to steal my joy from the present moment to bank on the fact that there's going to be something better in the future, because I don't know what if today was my last day, would I be proud of how I lived it? Would I be proud of how I savored it? Would I even be grateful for the things that I call mine right now in this moment? So I know, I know that this, I guess, skill or quality or talent of mine for dreaming is great, but I also know that oftentimes our strengths are our weaknesses. 
And sitting there in first class, drinking my glass of wine, I remembered, Kaya, savor this. You don't even know what first class felt like a year ago. Look at you. I mean, you still didn't pay for it yet. One day, one day we'll get there. But for now, I'm going to romanticize the fact that occasionally I get a surprise-free first-class upgrade. And man, does that feel good? How can I romanticize this moment? It's so easy to forget. You know, I was in that nine-to-five job wanting to be an entrepreneur. Fast forward maybe a year, maybe two years from that moment, and I was doing it. I had started my first business. It was called Burley and Barley. And it started in the in the evenings while still working my nine to five job. My husband, boyfriend at the time, my now husband had taught me, and he was self-taught, he taught me how to use design programs like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. And he taught me how to graphic design and create logos. And we started this business, Burley and Barley, Burley as a nod to the Burley tobacco farm that he was raised on. And Barley as a nod to the ranch where we raised cattle, but also had barley. It was Burley and Barley Creative and Editorial. And when I convinced my husband from Kentucky to somehow, by some miracle, leave the South and move all the way across the country to California, when I convinced him to do that and take a job that was open here, I decided to go 100% all in on my business. And I was bootstrapping it. I had no idea what I was doing. I was, if I didn't have the support of my partner, I recognized that I was so, so privileged for him to carry the weight to let me figure it out because I don't think I could have done it without that support. But as I'm scrambling, I remember one night in my bedroom and I was feeling so, so frustrated. I was printing something off and my printer was there under a pile of clothes sitting on top of my dresser. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I cannot wait until one day we own our own home. I have my own office. And I just found myself going on this like, internal rant about all the things I wanted and how ungrateful I was for where I was at. And I stopped myself. I stopped myself right there in that moment. And I asked, what am I going to miss about this season one day when it's over? I put down my papers, I put down the clothes and I just stopped and I looked around the room and I just took it in. Our little tiny apartment in this old farmhouse Man, if these walls could talk, I don't even know if I'd want to know the stories. It feels like every person in my family through their college days has lived in this apartment and the walls and the chipped paint, man, they in themselves tell a story. Outside the window are horses and cattle and a beautiful, beautiful mountain in my hometown. I'm surrounded by family. I live on my family's ranch here in a place that's only 10 minutes from the ocean. And even though it's a tiny little apartment, with paper thin walls where I can hear my neighbors, I asked myself, what am I going to miss about this season one day when it's over? And I love this little yellow house. It's the cutest little yellow house with a white picket fence in our yard. And we have five porch cats that I love so much. They brought so much joy to our lives. And one day when we move, I don't know if the cats will come with us. I know these views won't come with us. I know the character of this room won't come with us. This is the apartment where we reestablished some roots in California. This is the apartment that we got married in. I mean, we didn't actually get married in this apartment, but you know, we got married and we lived in this apartment. This is maybe the last place we'll live before we have kids. I don't know. I built a business in this apartment. I built two businesses in this apartment. We have so many memories here and it is so special and so near and dear to my heart. And I actually find myself getting emotional when I think about it. 
because here I am in my kitchen. (laughs) I think I'm emotional because I'm actually looking at this apartment as I'm recording this episode. I'm sitting in my kitchen. This little dining room table has two chairs. We can't invite friends over. We can't really host people here because it's so, so small. And I have basically turned this kitchen into my office. I've turned it into my workout room. It's also where I love to dance and cook meals for my sweet husband. I have cats walking in and out of this room with the door cracked open because they might be porch cats, but I like them to be couch cats with me every once in a while. And I can complain so much about the little things here, but gosh, I know I'm going to miss it one day. You know, one day I really do believe, and maybe this is just me manifesting like full force, but one day I do believe that I'm going to have the dream home that's on my vision board. I'll have the house with the big vaulted ceilings, with a big rock fireplace and a loft and a big study with floor to ceiling bookcases. I also really want to manifest one of those, you know, rolling ladders like they have in the old libraries. I really like that. Maybe it'll have a beautiful view. I do believe that one day we'll have that. And I can get so caught up in worrying about how I'm going to get there that I forget that where I'm at right now is a dream. I'm going to miss it. It's kind of like, how can I be nostalgic for the phase of life that I'm in right now in real time? How can I be nostalgic in real time for this phase of life and be so present in the moment instead of waiting until one day when it's long gone thinking, man, you know, we had it really, really good and I had no idea. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to get so caught up in the future, an endless future that I forget to be here. Because if tomorrow was my last day, today was my last day, I truly believe that I would be so, so grateful for how things shaped up. And I would feel good about the life that I lived. And I would feel so, so grateful for where I left the world at, even though I had so many dreams left unmet. And I think that's where peace comes in. That's where contentment comes in. I hope that I have many, many years to, to live. I've got a lot of, lot of dreams, you guys. But gosh, life is already pretty good. Hey there. Have you ever thought about having your very own business or services talked about right here on the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast? Well, it is your lucky day, my friends. I am officially opening up opportunities to be a sponsor to have your very own 30 or 60 second ad right here within the show. To learn more about how you can partner with me as a podcast sponsor, or maybe even through Instagram, Facebook, or email marketing, visit coachkaya.com forward slash partner to learn more. I would love to work with you. So instead of me sitting here getting all weepy about my little farmhouse apartment, let's get to the point where maybe I can offer you some wisdom and some insights for how you can start romanticizing your life as well. So I'm going to share five ways that I'm romanticizing my life right now in real time. And maybe you can try them out for yourself to romanticize your life too. Number one. Reflecting back on the growth that you've already experienced to root yourself in gratitude for where you are. I know I've talked before a lot about the book, The Gap and the Gain, but this one, this book was really, really helpful in helping me realize how important it was 
to stop measuring between the gap of where I'm at and the gap of where I want to go. That's me living in the gap of my life today and my dream far off future, which isn't even guaranteed. And instead, how can we look backwards? That's what I just did in the first half of this podcast, right? I was looking back to Kaya at her nine to five job, Kaya starting her first business in this place, looking back at, wow, the life that I'm living right now used to be a dream of mine and I'm already here. And when I remember that, man, it makes me root myself in so much more gratitude and it makes me romanticize this moment so much more. It's kind of like, imagine what yourself five or 10 years ago, imagine if she had a little window, a little glimpse into where you're at right now. What would she be thinking? You know, it's easy for me to say, I'm not far enough along right now. I wish I was doing this. I'm falling short in these ways because it's me in the present moment seeing that perspective. But if myself 10 years ago could see her life now, she'd be blown away. She'd be absolutely blown away. So how can I tap into that right now? Number two for romanticizing your life. Take an intentional moment to tune into all five senses. Now, this is just a beautiful practice for being present in the moment, right? What do you smell? What do you feel? What are you touching? What are the things that you're seeing? How does the crisp air taste or that delicious dinner that you just made? What are the sounds that you hear? Really learning how to just be present just for a moment to stop and tune into those senses can help you be so much more present and recognize so many more things that are right here, right here in your space, in your orbit, instead of getting so distracted by all the different directions that our head likes to take us. Number three. Create a meaningful and nostalgic playlist that represents your life in this season. Y'all, I have been obsessed with this idea of music and creating a playlist for your life. In fact, I'm brainstorming an idea with this that maybe I'll share with you coming up soon. I'm really ruminating behind the scenes on a creative project with this, but I believe that music is healing and music can really touch you like deep in your soul. And I think that when music speaks to you in a season of life, I just think it's so easy to get lost into it. Like have you ever been on a drive, like driving and a song comes on and you find yourself getting like emotional or teary-eyed and it doesn't even have to be a sad song. It can just be a song that like hits you in your soul, you know? And so you turn up the music, you roll your window down, the air's blowing in your hair, the sun is on your face and you're just like rocking out and just so present in the moment. That's the feeling. That's the feeling. And I think that music can be so, so helpful in helping us romanticize the life that we're in. Now, I don't know what you guys are like, but I'm definitely one of those people that puts on a song that I love, like on repeat until I hate it, (laughs) or at least until the people around me hate it. But there's certain songs that I can tell you, like, man, they represent this season that I'm in right now, or they make you think of a beautiful memory with someone that you love. The song I'm most recently obsessed with is called Banks by Need to Breathe. I first heard it at my cousin's wedding. It was his first dance song with his wife and it was out on the ranch. And hearing that song makes me think of that beautiful, beautiful moment celebrating their love out in the middle of nowhere, California. And it also makes me think of my friend Jessica with her sweet baby. Like it's a love song that can represent romance. It could represent friendship. It can represent so much more. And for some reason that song, it just, it would definitely be a part of this playlist in my life. So Create a meaningful and nostalgic playlist that represents you in this season of your life. Number four, capture memories 
and make mini documentaries. This is something that, you know, maybe isn't for everyone, but I, I definitely consider myself to be a creative person and I, I love pictures. I love taking photos, but the mini documentaries is something I've been trying out a lot lately, really with the intentionality of romanticizing my life. In fact, I have a, an album on my phone in my camera roll that says romanticizing my life. And when I say a mini documentary, I'm talking about like 30 seconds here with just clips on my phone pieced together to capture a memory. And putting that with music, like music from this maybe meaningful playlist that I'm talking about, oh my gosh, they warm my heart so, so much. In this folder, I mentioned my my best friend, Jessica, and her baby. When I went and visited her and her baby for the first time, I just grabbed my camera and I took videos of them having their like mother-daughter bonding time on her changing table. And she was changing her and you know, sweet baby Adeline was, you know, sweet and smiling and just loving her sweet mom. And I just took these little clips of her in her nursery and I put it together with music and it makes my heart so, so happy. I'm not even in, I'm not even in the movie, in the little documentary, but it was a memory that I wanted to capture. And so I shared it with her and gosh, it meant so much to her. I recently was also a witness for my cousin Maddie's wedding at the courthouse, very non-traditional wedding but exactly what she wanted. And she didn't ask me to, but I brought my camera and I took little clips of them as we walked through town and went into the courthouse and I made a little documentary of their wedding. And it just, it was really me romanticizing the moment of being a part of their special day. Not to mention that I did the same thing at my grandpa's 90th birthday this last year at the ranch. I don't even think I set out to make this video, but I just found myself taking little video clips through the day and I pieced it together. And that's the last memories that I have of him with all of our family before he passed away. And I'm just so glad that I captured them. And you know, the clips are just everyday things. My nieces being silly, playing with rocks by the pond, family cooking in the kitchen, people eating together, like nothing nothing crazy or weird. You know, like my, my friend just changing her baby on the changing table. Romanticizing your life isn't about doing these big over the top events or booking fancy, I don't know, days at the salon or the spa or going on trips. It's about romanticizing the small moments because when we aren't, when you're gone in this world, or if you lose someone close to you, Yes, you'll have the memories of the big things you did with them, but the pieces you're going to miss the most are the everyday, seemingly mundane moments. And those are the ones we've got to romanticize. They're the ones we ignore because they seem so normal, but when someone's gone, when you're gone, that's where the biggest hole will be felt. You guys, I did not expect this to be such an emotional um, (laughs) podcast for me. Gosh, get it together, Kaya. It's okay. It's okay. Just speaking from the heart here. Okay. And the last, the last way that I'm working to romanticize my life is just asking myself in real time, what am I going to miss about this season one day when it's over? What am I going to miss about this season one day when it's over? How can you be nostalgic now for your life? Because one day you're going to miss parts of it. And I feel like I see this a lot with moms. You know, I'm not a mom yet, but I think that the interesting thing about witnessing people as parents is really feeling at the same time, this, this feeling of like, gosh, I can't wait until this is over, whether it's 
diapers or potty training or whatever it is. And also in the same breath, feeling like, I hope this never ends. And what a hard and beautiful thing to hold space for at the same time. And I feel like parenting is probably a beautiful reminder of how important it is to romanticize your life, how important it is to cherish the season you're in because it's not going to last forever. And when we're in hard seasons, of course, we don't want it to last forever. And good seasons aren't going to last forever. No season lasts forever. But how can we just learn to romanticize our life in the moment that we're in? Because no moment, no moment is guaranteed. I think it all kind of ties back to the the fact that we're the main character in our own life. And I feel like I just think about like, if my life was a movie, what what would be the songs playing in this movie? What would be the montage happening right now? (laughs) man you know this is going to sound silly maybe it's going to sound a little arrogant (laughs) I don't know but I think maybe this is a mix of me trying to romanticize my life while also allowing myself to dream really big and audaciously but if you hadn't heard this last week me and my friend Courtney shared a really big announcement for a project that we've been working on since last year called Backroad Cowgirls it's a something that we launched as a digital mini series on YouTube to share stories of diverse people in agriculture. And uh, fast forward a year after its inception, we had a really gracious partner, the Simplot Grower Solutions, come on board. And they are helping us fund the professional production of an official pilot episode that we're hoping to shop out to networks later this year. And you guys, I have big dreams for this project, huge dreams. Like we're going to take this to mainstream television. Netflix, Hulu, I don't know where exactly yet, but I mean, I see this being something in my dreams where Court and Kai are, you know, household names, not just in agriculture, but all across the country, people from all walks of life. I really, really believe in us. And I really believe in this project. I really believe in our mission and what we're doing. And I have so much belief in us. In fact, that the other day when I was flying to an event in Kansas, where I was speaking, I was flying through Denver and I was going up the escalator and I had this moment where I was trying to romanticize my life. Because let's be honest, travel can be stressful and overwhelming and all the things. But I was going up the escalator and I was thinking, okay, Kaya, what am I going to miss about this season one day when it's over? And I was like, man, you know, if this backroad cowgirls thing takes off, like I really wish that it would. And like, I really believe that it can. One day I'm going to miss being able to walk through an airport without anybody recognizing me. One day I'm going to miss the anonymity of not being a household name. One day I'm going to miss how normal this is. And again, maybe that sounds like so douchey because <laughs> I am nowhere close to that yet, but it really helped give me some perspective. No matter how good your life gets, no matter how many mountains you climb, no matter how many of your big audacious dreams and goals that you are reaching for, no matter how many of those you achieve, there is always going to be something about past seasons you're going to miss. So how can we just appreciate them while they're here? If you are trying to be more present in your life this year, my friend, I would invite you to join me in practicing really intentionally romanticizing your life in the moment, because I promise you that the moment I started doing this really intentionally, life in real time became even better. I love you all so, so much. I'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. 
Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.